Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hump Day edition of the Donna and Steve Show. I'm ready for my close-up. Mr. Rosebud. Okay, we just announced, or we just heard the announcement for Project Down and Dirty. It is a Um, dream come true. This is going to be fun. I'm a little scared, not going to lie. Of course. I want to come up with a good story. Donna. What? You got a story? No, but we'll come up with a story. Yeah, Today's we... a day to just sit in the the enjoyment. I wasn't listening. Is it uh what is it again? Project Down and Dirty Film Fest okay. happening September twenty eighth through September thirtieth. And we could not be more excited about this. Uh it's gonna be wonderful. Like we we're, we're all gonna work together. We will of course do what we always do, broadcast together while each show writes acts, shoots, and produces a short comedy film. All four oh, is films. It comedy? It's comedy. All comedy. comedy. Oh. All four. So sorry, Donna. There goes your murder mystery. Damn it. All four films will be shown film fest style at two theaters at Showplace Icon Theaters at the West End on September 30th. Uh, this is going to be very Exciting because we will all work on uh, the movie together. We will have to write it. We will have experts coming in to offer assistance for us, of course. But uh, we will have to really like lean in and figure out who's who's helping with screenwriting. Is anybody helping with editing? Are we helping build sets? What's going on? I think they're going to be providing background actors for us. Awesome. Wow. This is so fun. And we'll do like a red carpet situation, the whole thing. And when, when we say those two two theaters at uh, at Showplace, uh, Icon Theaters in the West End, I think that means two screens so that, because, you know, each movie theater probably holds about, I don't know, two or 300 people, something like that. So we're probably doing two screens, not to show different movies at different times, but so that we can bring more people in to the party. So it's going to be really, really fun. Have you ever been in a a short film? Uh, You know, I I know you asked Donna, but I'll step in here. I've been part of the 48-hour film festival a couple times now, where on Friday you find out your genre and a prop you need to use and a character you need to use, and then by, like, Sunday you need to have a finished product. Whoa, okay. uh, So I'm good. I think we're going to nail this. Well, Rocco's a great writer. I, I, an actor, not so much, okay. but really great writer. Um, I was listening to your production. I used to be a really good writer, but I'm out of practice. But I was listening to your story of Alexis 
Oh, Alexis. Right. Uh, <laughs> Burying Lex. Burying Lex. Have you ever heard this, Steve? No. It is so funny and so good and so dramatic, and there's so many different elements to it, and Rocco put a lot of work into it. Why, thank you. You're welcome. And so we will assign you to the screenwriting. Thank you. This, Goodbye. And Steve's... um. You know, massive arms. I mean, are you sure we can't do an action? We could do an action comedy. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. Something a, like a that. Schwarzenegger thing. You know, it's funny. I just actually, just two days ago, speaking of background actors, I randomly searched Diabolique, which is a remake. Sharon Stone and Chaz Palminteri were in this in 1996 or 7. Right, here it goes. All right. Go but ahead. I realized that it was on Amazon Prime. And so you have to be very selective when showing your young children um, certain scenes from the movie. But Rocco, you may or may not know that I was an Irish Catholic schoolboy in the background in three separate scenes, including one where you distinctly hear me say, Ooh, me. Wow. So what, what, I'm just what saying, were you I'm reacting bringing to Sharon Stone at this scene was the volleyball had gone into the pool where, spoiler alert, they had buried Chaz Palminteri. Mm. They killed him. Well, they thought they did. Then the uh, volleyball goes in. We got to go and get the net. Let's get it from the pool house. Who wants to? Uh, who wants to go get the net from the pool house? And all of us Irish Catholic schoolboys are like, "Well, that sounds like fun." Oh, oh, me! You hear me? Did I get paid for speaking? Uh, I did you, not. Can we hear? Can we actually hear this? Can you? Do you know at what point of the movie you would really need to be? I could pull it up. You and we'll have I'm to. It's a better. Aid? It's okay. be, no, no, no. It's better when you <laughs> see it, and I can point and say, "Listen for the umi." But if you're going to push me like this, Donna, and all like already call into question my acting chops, I will find it for you, and we will listen to the dramatic scene where I say umi and was not paid, mm. was not paid for a speaking line, because this was just in the moment, first moment. You're just responding to the scene as an actor. So I'll probably lead the way, I guess, with the acting stuff. Rocco will do the writing stuff, and Donna maybe, maybe. I will be the starlet. I mean, let's let's, <laughs> let's be honest about this. I mean, you're our damsel in distress. Yes, I'll be on the railroad tracks, tied up. And, yes. Oh, help! Help! Oh, so we're going old school here. <laughs> yes. And I'm like a hitchhiker with a hobo with a polka yeah. dot handkerchief hanging off the yes. back of the stick. Yes. And I'm the guy on the train that's like climbing underneath it, trying to get the dynamite out of there. Yes. This is going to be good. I yeah. could see you as the train conductor. I was just yeah. going to say, I'm actually seeing you in the train. Why have we suddenly committed to a train <laughs> I don't know. See, this is how our brains work. It's going to be super fun. Again, the dates are, uh, you can go to mytalk1071.com and see this for yourself. The dates are September 28th through September 30th. It is Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. To my knowledge, this is the earliest that we've ever been given notice. Of when this is, this is before the state fair, ladies and germs. Yeah, this usually fair. it happens during the fair. I think during our boss needed a week off or something. Yeah, well, you're probably hey, right. Well, and it's also pushed up. Um, we usually do this in October, and now we're doing this at the end September, of September, which so. is very exciting. Uh, and don't forget, Project Down and Dirty. If you don't know, it's the it's an award winning, essentially reality on the radio show that we do that has raised almost almost nine hundred thousand wow. dollars for Twin Cities Charity. So we think this we're is the year over the million that we're going to go over a million dollars raised for Twin Cities Charities, uh, which is really wonderful. Yeah. All right. All Should right. we go? I mean.
what are we doing here? Hey, uh, I mean, we're movie stars. Well, it's stars. already written. I mean, the, we got the hobo and the conductor and the yes. damsel. And there you go. We're done. All right. See you guys in September. <laughs> Donna. What? And uh, we are partnering up, it looks like, with Face to Face. Yes. Sounds like an amazing organization. And we're all going to learn more and more about it together. I can't wait. As time goes on. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of great organizations. So um, you have an opportunity to help them out. I went to Fringe Fest yesterday oh my gosh. and saw our buddy Jason Schomer's performance, oh, which yes. is um, called Curtain Call, Letters to My Friend Louie. Yes. And it was really sweet. Really, really good. Really good. There's so many different, um, while we're speaking of the arts, there's so many different shows that you can go to. So you should definitely uh, check those out. So that was fun. Oh, that's great. Nice. And that was at the theater in the round? It was. Yeah, we had him on the air. Don't act surprised. I listened to what he had to say. Oh, I didn't realize you listened. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So wait. Time check. Nine eleven. Rocco got <laughs> yeah. snippy for the first time. Well, she gave me a look like, <laughs> "Whoa, how did you know that?" Jeez, Rocco. Donna, he doesn't. Every understand. day he comes in with the crab crab. <laughs> it's I you know. Oh well, he's gonna have to be a lobster in our yogurt. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, and they're gonna give us shortcut. elements like Rocco was saying that we have to include. Okay. Yeah, at some fun. point, or dialogue that has to be included. Yeah, I that sounds wait. a lot like the 48-Hour Film Festival. You know who was in our 48-Hour Film Festival? Um, Sarge. Oh, good old Sarge. Could we yeah. get Sarge as one of our background, I featured so. background? Oh, my God, he'll be a tree. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah, Sarge or will be a background. how about this? Sarge is buried deep in the background of every single scene. <laughs> you have to find him. We'll play a game of find Sarge. Oh, yes, yeah, searching for Sarge. Oh, we got, now we funny. got our sequel. All right. I like it. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We have all sorts of stuff planned. 1130, the Millennial X Games come up. It's Wednesday, so we'd like to do that there. We'll play what's, the College of Pop again? Culture Knowledge. The Millennial <laughs> X Games? I actually thought he sounded all right this time. No, he said Millennial X Games. You're a baby talk shamer. <laughs> When we come back, we're going to do things that make you go, huh? Walt Disney's last words were the name of an actor who had just signed a 10-year deal with Disney and is still alive and working today. Huh. What actor were the last words of, actor's name were the last words of Walt Disney? We'll tell you when we come back. Donna and Steve on my time. What's up, guys? It's Steve for Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Uh, We just found out Project Down and Dirty this year is Film Fest. I don't know. Can we get some people from Chan and Dinner Theaters to come help us out? They could be cameos. They could be really teach us some things about acting. They're acting each and every night on the main stage. Footloose is on that stage, and audiences are loving it. Critics are loving it. It's getting great response, which is why uh, they have, a couple of months ago now, extended the run. It's going to be on their stage through the first week of February. So get your tickets. You can fill up the rest of your summer with some live theater, which is so wonderful that we're back and enjoying that. We also have a rotating concert series at Shan Aston Dinner Theaters. This upcoming weekend, Jennifer Grimm sings Judy Garland. That's on Sunday. A couple days before on Friday, the evolution of music, jazz, blues, and soul. And Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret dishing out laughs every Friday and Saturday night. Tickets, only 28 bucks. Hello. Welcome back. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. We're talking fun. You're fine. All right. Anyway, Donna, you're good Donna's for upset right now. She can't 
She didn't bring her, quote, nubby to work. Actually, we should stop right there. Hang on. We should stop right there and say, if someone says to you, oh, I didn't bring my nubby. What do you think? I can't find my nubby. What do you think I'm talking about? Send us an email and then we'll... yeah. cover the truth so again, by the Donna, end of the segment. During the commercial break, looking looking in her bag, I'll tell you that, and oh, I didn't bring my nubby. What do I do without my nubby? How do I get this to work without my <laughs> nubby? I'm like, Hannah, do you have a nubby? She's like, no, I don't have a nub. No, don't say anything else. Let's <laughs> stop right there. Email us, Donna and Steve show, at mytalk1071.com. If you email us right, you'll win nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, we'll take your guesses just for funsies. <laughs> Uh, okay, I think I I find this to be interesting. People's last words, you know, before you die. Rosebud. Yes. Yeah. Right? Sure. Citizen Kane. You got it, buddy. Don't tell anybody what it was. I don't know what it was. I have no idea what that oh. reference is. I've never seen the movie. Okay, great. Uh, even though it's like number one on the AFI film list of it's top 100 terrible. movies of all time. You don't pay attention to that stuff. However. Yeah, it's just, oh God, it's so long. Here's a, something I've said out loud a couple of times in the last week. As we've had conversations, my wife and I, about connecting with people you haven't connected with in a while and sure. all that. And sometimes if you haven't Same. connected with someone in a while, you might be thinking... Oh, well, if I reach out now, fill in the blank, you know, yes. they'll wonder why I haven't before or right. maybe won't be reciprocated in the same way or too much time has passed. No one on their deathbed has ever uttered the phrase, I'm glad I didn't reach out. So if you have someone in your life that you've thought, oh, I should reach out to them. I should connect with them. It's been too long. But the fact that it's been too long is making you hesitate from reaching out. No one on their deathbed ever says, I'm glad I didn't reach out. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I bring up death talk because Walt Disney, his last words were the name of an actor. At this point, Walt had lost the ability to speak, so he wrote them on a piece of paper. He was probably thinking of movie ideas since this actor had just signed a 10-year contract with Disney. This actor, still alive. Still working. Hmm. Hmm. What was the name of the actor that were the last written words of Walter Disney? What year did he die again? I believe he died in 19... Hang on, let me get this. May 67? Five? Marlon Brando. Thank you. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Because he was in a Disney movie. You were closer, Rocco. Okay, Okay, let me try Dennis Yes, Rocco got it. You got it! Kurt Russell. I was almost 100% joking. Isn't it funny, too, that I said you're close with Jeff Bridges and you went to Kurt Russell? Because I often get them mixed up. So do I. Long hair, good looks, winsome. Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell. He was like, please make... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Big Trouble in Little China. No? Mm, I don't get it. What about it. The, uh, the, Santa, the, Santa Cla- the Santa Chronicles? The Claus Chronicles? I feel like Kurt Russell Christmas was Chronicles. young. In oh yeah, that's those were recent. Young in a Disney movie, wasn't yeah, he, he was. a young child actor? He was. I was just looking that up, and I think he was in some old school Disney videos too, like showcasing Disneyland or Disney Disneyland. I think it was like here's how the Jungle Cruise works. Like hey, and it was Kurt Russell, but it was obviously before people knew him as one Curtis Russell. Hmm. Yeah, he was in the computer, wore tennis shoes, the horse in the gray flannel suit. Hmm. Those were in the 60s. Weird. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's been something for Kurt Russell Kurt to hear, Russell. you know? Really good in The Hateful Eight. Um, Tarantino. Okay, we have a couple uh, nubby guesses. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Kurt Russell has also played... Uh, he was in Miracle on Ice, right? Yeah, he was our yes. St. Paul's own yeah, Herb Brooks. He, he did a yes. great job. So it's herb when it's a name, and it's herb when it's an <laughs> herb. I think that English is too difficult. I think so, too. I told you when I, uh, whenever I arrive to pick up a friend or meet a friend, I always just send meet an email that says, I am herb. Because it okay. auto-corrected once yes. I am here I meant to I say, am I here. am here, and every time I type, I am here, again, it would go back to the B. I am Herb. See, I am Herb. So now I just go, I, I you know what? If you can't beat them, so join them. The difference between you and me, Donna, is you do it selectively so that it still maintains its punch. Right. I would, for a three-month stretch, replace every time I say the word here with Herb. <laughs> Are you Herb yet? You know, My wife and I call each You're other uh, Fork yes. because back in the early days of texting, it would autocorrect to uh, dork to fork. Oh, that's oh. funny. So oh, what's up, funny. dork? Oop, fork. So now we call each other. You know, what's up, That's fork? cute. See, yeah, lean cute. into it, right? Just yeah. lean in. Come on, Just Steve. Lean uh, in. First email guest, Nubby. Donna said, oh, I didn't bring my Nubby. Where's my Nubby? How do I get this work without my Nubby? And uh, the first person suggested that it was blankie, like a support blankie. Oh, that's good. Patty got it. Nubby oh. guess. The connector for an iPhone <laughs> yes. to use headphones. I call it a nubby. Now, that's technically not, not it. Not it, no. But it's the connecting point for a the charger. Dongle? For the outlet oh. in the wall. That, Rocco, I think the connector for the headphones is called a dongle. Okay, gotcha. I think. A what? A dongle. Oh. Which I can see why. I thought you said... It. What did you think? I thought I you ended that first part with hole. Oh, no. whoa. <laughs> I was like, what is that? See, mean? now that's what I'm saying about English, too. Like, dongle sounds like I, weird and clunky, oh, but it's Lord. fine. Dong hole <laughs> would not be <laughs> wonderful. Guys, okay, I have other listen. things to make no, you go we don't care. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, people are asking, why was Rocco touching his dog's butt the other because... day? I'm like, they're like, what? Why is he like. We were just, you know, snuggling in the morning. And I your just eyes were fur. closed? Yeah, I didn't know what part of the dog it was. I was just like, <laughs> oh, look, I feel a burr in your fur. Let me pull it out. Oh, wait, that's a poop dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're falling off the rails. All right, what else you got, Steve? You got, uh, you got like, 
48 seconds. Well, I just got an update from Millennial Hannah, who was getting me uh, picking up breakfast for me downstairs, oh. that they don't have any breakfast sandwiches. Oh, They, they do have a I'm sausage. I'm doing the skillet. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the skillet. Do the skillet. Hey, wait on a guy. No, 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 no. All right, sorry. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, We're the working little... that into our film, by the way. Thank you. All right, go ahead. The little red-haired girl, Charlie Brown's unattainable crush, was based off of a woman that Charles Schultz briefly dated but who ultimately married a different guy. Oh, it's so sad. Probably so many sad Wait on a cabagoo. <laughs> How about right once back. every scene we have to say? <laughs> we'll it. be back. This is- it's good morning, everyone. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I want to see what you guys think of this. I'd actually like to hear from women to see what they think of this. Um, Mindy Kalen. Kaling. Uh, what did I say? Kalen. 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 Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You know what? I should put my glasses on. They got together. Oh God, that would not be good. Mindy Kaling. Um, Kaling. Has two kids. She's so funny. Uh, we all know her and love her from The Office. So funny. A very talented writer as well. Somebody should get her on the horn for our Twin Cities. I don't think Film we're going to be able to get Mindy Kaling. Well, you never know. Right. Anyway, she's got a four-year-old daughter, a two-year-old son. She's 43, and she waited to have kids until she felt ready. Now, she's single, I believe, And she thinks all women should do the same thing with their parents' help. She said, I wish every 19-year-old girl would come home from college and that the gift, instead of buying them jewelry or a vacation or whatever, is that their parents would take them to freeze their eggs. Ooh. She said they could do that once. Happy 19th. We're going to go freeze your eggs. Have all their eggs, you know, all these eggs for them, for their futures, to focus in their 20s and 30s on their career. And yes, you know, but but to know that when you're emotionally ready and if you don't have a partner, you still can have children. I kind of... Me ask question now. Likey. If you freeze your eggs and then you, the eggs, let's make sure Steve understands science. You, okay. you then need a sperm donor. Those will all come together, have mm-hmm. a party. And then that, and then through artificial insemination, mm-hmm. they would, but like in this case, the the woman who has the eggs frozen at 19, hypothetically, and then decides at 44, family time, I'm ready. Yep. She would still carry the baby. That would be the choice of so That's that one person. of her options, yes. right? Or you could have someone surrogate. else, a surrogate. Yes. You don't see a lot of surrogates. You do, but they just don't come out and go hi everybody i'm a surrogate <laughs> you know what i mean like i know someone who's a surrogate who's helped out i wonder a what couple of times percentage of pregnant women have been surrogates it's got to be less than one percent do we have anybody out there love to hear from you interesting yeah what you, a, don't, what you could be anonymous if you would like experience that yes. must be like wasn't phoebe a surrogate on uh on friends i never made it that far into the series oh. Like, I never made it to whatever wedding happened. Oh. I got to a point where I was like, now, wait, now she's dating him? Wasn't Rachel said Ross's her? name at the wedding, but she was not marrying Ross. Was she marrying a random person? Nope, or? Ross said Rachel's name at the wedding, but he was not marrying oh, Rachel. Oh, that's so sad. I never got those two. They don't seem like a couple. Ross and Rachel. Uh, yeah, I think Rachel should have been with... Um, 
Matthew Perry's character. Well, they ended up uh, having a little romance later in the show, and I did not feel okay about it. Really? I'm very pro-Ross. Very pro. Ross is one of my favorite characters. He was my least favorite on the show. <sighs> Correct. That's a bummer. He to just hear. seems like maybe his dad's in the business and got him the gig. No, he is so talented. His his comedic delivery gets better with each passing year. It's so good. But how many people? Jennifer Aniston was like the hottest person on exactly. the planet in the '90s, and she got that schlub. Okay, but yeah. wait. I if we're looking at history, haven't we seen plenty of women who look like they seem? Uh, like they're in a different physical attractiveness category than their husband. Sure, but he his character was like whiny. You two and, are perfect examples of that. You know, no, no. He was not whiny you and a loser. No, and, he was a paleontologist. I mean, this man is a scientist. He's probably you almost making just sounded like him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> this man is probably making good money. I mean, look up what a paleontologist make. I bet it's pretty good money. She came from money as well. He was security, right? She had probably, Rachel had probably dated so many a I guy. I can't believe we're deep diving <laughs> friends. What is happening? I'm just saying, so many guys who probably didn't treat her right, who only got together with her because she was hot, and they uh, probably hurt her emotionally. And then in comes Ross, maybe not the most handsome man on the planet, but emotionally stable, interested in her. Sure, she's physically beautiful, but he sees the inner beauty. He had no confidence. He was whiny. Yeah, he was whiny. His voice was like nails on a chalkboard for sure. He's all nasally. You know, (laughs) I feel like if we pulled up sound of like the best of Ross on Friends, you guys would take all this back. You'd start laughing. You're committed to your your viewpoint. Okay, no, maybe they fed him good lines. Okay, that's great. Remember he was the Hanukkah aardvark or whatever? Oh, yeah. What was that? that? What? Armadillo. He wanted, you know, because they don't have Santa Claus in their lives. Yeah. So he would do the the Hanukkah armadillo. Yeah, he did it for like a kid. I don't know. I also lost interest in friends. But Steve, go ahead. And yeah, we, no, no, here we go, Rocco. Look, I just put it right there. No, play it. Just play it. The best you're, you're cranky lobster. Just boss. play it. This is right, the holiday armadillo clip. Ross is fully dressed as an armadillo and comes oh. to the door and sees a... Uh, I thought you were going to play the best of Ross. No, um, this is the, fine. I'm the, just the holiday armadillo. Ad, since I don't have YouTube. Oh, bro, you got to get premium, man. Best money you'll ever spend. Is it? It is. Holiday armadillo! <laughs> a holiday armadillo. I'm a friend of Santa's, and he sent me here to wish you a Merry Christmas! What happened to Santa, holiday armadillo? Santa was unavailable, so close to Christmas. <laughs> oh, come in, delivery. have a seat. You must be exhausted coming all the way from... Texas. <laughs> That's funny. Texas? That's right, Ben. I'm Santa's representative for all the southern states. <laughs> and Mexico. <laughs> See, look at that. That's you funny. All right, you win. We gotta give it another You win this shake. time. All right, all right, that's great. Uh, anyway, Mindy <laughs> Kaling wants you to have your kids' eggs for you. For yes, and we think Phoebe may have been a surrogate at one point. And that's how we got to that's where got we're there. just leaving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google Phoebe surrogate right now. Yeah, I think it's okay, going to be right. Great. That's how our brains work, Donna. 
We are stream of consciousness people. By we, you mean you. Yes. Twelfth uh, <laughs> episode of season four, Phoebe agrees to be the surrogate mother for her brother, Frank Jr. Mm. No, ew. Giovanni Ribisi. No, I am not. I wouldn't. No, ew. You were just very pro-surrogate. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's lovely. Who? No. Well, they don't have to, you know. I mean. That's weird. It's she clinical. is carrying. He is carrying her brother's. Child, yeah, his sperm would be in the, with her egg, or not her egg, in her womb. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's something weird about that. And it turned out they had, she had triplets in like yeah season ten. Yeah, or never. Oh, wow, I never knew that. That's interesting. All okay, right, let's go back and rewatch Friends. See, that's what I'm saying, guys. All right, all right. It's the good. Where is it? Netflix. I don't know. It's moved around. I don't know where it is now. But you getting, know what? I'll Google it. You guys talk. All right, paid Serena Williams. We know a little bit H-Bell more about Williams. her um, retirement. Yeah, what's she saying? Well, she is retiring, most likely after the U.S. Open, which kicks off at the end of this month. Yes. Uh, She would not use that word, though. She said she plans to evolve Mm -hmm. away from the sport to, quote, other things that are important to me. This sounds very Gwyneth paltrow I knew you were going to say that. Doesn't it? Our conscious uncoupling. Yeah. Just call it what it is. I'm leaving tennis. She said she's been reluctant to admit to herself or anyone else that she has to move on from playing tennis. Her husband and she hardly talked about it. It's like too taboo a topic. Mm. She said, I can't have this conversation with my mom and dad. It's like it's not real until you say it out loud and it comes up. Whenever it comes up, she gets uncomfortable. She gets a lump in her throat and she starts to cry. You know, I kind of get why you would use the word evolve. Because think, when you're an athlete... She's so young. What is she? I, she's uh, like my age, right? I mean, like for a retirement. 41. She's 41. Okay, okay, that's an early retirement age. Right. So to use the word retire feels a little final. Sort of almost feels like it pushes you into an, uh, another age bracket that you don't feel like you really belong in. So evolving. She is a She's a powerhouse. She's got different business ventures in different areas. And so she's like... I kind of, I get it. It's kind of, you know, woo-woo and something that would be said in 2022. But I also understand why she would choose a word well, like that. Well, and she also says that she knows a lot of people who are excited and look forward to retiring. She said, I really do wish I felt that way, but I don't. And um, also her five-year-old daughter, Olympia, wants a sibling. And she said, if I was a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor. Mm. Huh. That's an interesting point. That's fair. So she started her pro career in 95 at the age of 14. She's won 73 single titles, 23 majors. Uh, She has four Olympic gold medals, spent 319 weeks as the number one player in the world. That's crazy. Yeah, and there there was a time where there was nothing more exciting in tennis than a Serena Williams Venus Williams showdown. Yes. Particularly if it were in the semifinals or the finals of a major. You know what I mean? Yes. Like a US Open, like a Wimbledon, Aussie, French Open, stuff like that. That's that's got to be what do you do if you're a parent, you know, watching your two kids play oh against one another? Yeah, great question. Well, you what know that no, spot? whoever wins, you're going to be happy because it's your kid. But you know you're going to be consoling and right. celebrating. Yeah. 
And um, Venus, by the way, is one. Was it 14? I don't know. Is Rocco just making personal calls over there? He's just hanging out talking to his baby buddy, Booze. Uh, no, actually, somebody called in and wanted to know if Steve wants to go Bigfoot hunting up in the northern <laughs> woods. We can oh. talk to him. Wait, why is it so random? Put him on. Put him on. Put okay, him on. All right. Yes. All right. Hi there. Uh, you're on My Talk 1071 <laughs> live on the air. What's your name? My name is Steve Aiken from uh, West St. Paul. Oh, okay. Hey, Steve. Uh, Steve, are you planning some Bigfoot hunting up north? Yep. Next year in June. Okay. Why are you doing this? Well, I've been doing the last four or five years. Me and my wife have been going up to the North Shore, and we stay at a place called Cliff Dweller, which is right up in Topti, and I've been going out in the woods up north, and I've been doing vocals and wood knocks, rock clacks, and I've actually gotten uh, that evidence back with those kind of noises. Uh, five minutes after I do them, I'll get a response. Okay, wait a second. Woods. Okay, wait a second, Steve. You can't tell us about this and not give us a sample of that call. Yeah, I don't have any recordings with me right now, but... Uh, How would you call out to Bigfoot? Um, I usually do, like, uh, I'll do a, a rock clack or a wood knock, or any, I do... Any sounds from uh, your throat and mouth? I'll do that one again? <laughs> do it again? I'll do, like, a uh, this kind of noise. It'll whoop. be... Whoop. <laughs> and and we we have to go because we have a commercial coming up here. But uh, you have reason to believe that Bigfoot, if he exists, which as you know, a lot of people have debate about, that yeah. that sound might be one that he or she would respond to. And yep, and actually, I've got two sets of footprints too to go with that uh, that I've actually got cast of. Well, here's what I'm going to say, Steve. Um, from one Steve to another Steve, first of all, you know that we naturally just have an affinity for one another. Um, I, I don't think that I'm going to join you on the trip. However, if you go and you find anything interesting or hear anything interesting or see anything interesting, call us back and we would love to uh, talk with you about your experience. Does that sound good? Because I know you had that running with that uh, Bigfoot on Twin Seas Live that scared the crap out yeah, of me. Yeah, that thing scared the crap out of me. <laughs> That's guy, why I'm not coming, Steve. The guy from the jerky company. Yeah, there, from we the jerky company. All right, uh, yeah, let us know how it goes. Call back. Uh, when we come back, we will get into See Something, Say Something. Timely. That's next on Don and Steve. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh boy, somebody saw something and said something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay. You heard that Fred Savage got fired. From Wonder Years, right? All your heroes, Steve. That was such a surprise when I read that. It's a surprise uh, all the time. But. Remember, okay, so you were a big fan of Matt Lauer. He went mm-hmm. down. Then there was Mike Richards. He went down. Yeah. You really thought Fred Savage did a great job with Kelly on Live with <laughs> Kelly and whoever it was going to be. At that time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people were wondering if he was going to be the next co-host. He was a great storyteller. Well... 
Fred Savage was producing and directing mm. ABC's reboot of The Wonder Years until early May, and then he was fired because of allegations of inappropriate conduct. So everybody wondered, well, what does that mean? And then we heard like he was a, a hothead. Um, nobody's really said anything about it until now when several unidentified women spoke to Hollywood Reporter about what happened. And here's what they said. They said that Fred showed his absolute perfect best face to actors and executives. But crew members and other employees who did not have any power on the set often saw a darker, angrier side. As one of the women put it, his eyes would go dead. They said his conduct toward women ranged from verbal harassment to alleged assault of a former um, uh, crew member. They say that he had an odd relationship with a much younger woman on the crew. He would supposedly buy her gifts and talk about their future together. At one point, she even moved into a house he was renting. Hmm. But he was also controlling, manipulative, erratic, and she was afraid of him when he got angry. Um, This woman that they're talking about did not speak to The Hollywood Reporter, but the, uh, the allegations are coming from third parties. Fred, by the way, 46, married, three kids. And as for that uh, former crew member, Fred was apparently fixated on her, too. One night, she went out with Fred, Fred Savage, if you're just joining us, and a bunch of other people. And then she says that he followed her into the women's room and tried to force himself on her. And then she got away. Several weeks later, he texted her to apologize So now he has provided a statement to Hollywood Reporter, and he said, while there are some incidents being reported that absolutely did not and could not have happened, any one person who feels hurt or or offended by my actions is one person too many, and I will work to address and change any behavior that's been, you know, negatively affected anybody, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's more important to him than being a supportive coworker and friend and husband and father and person. I think... He's just doing some damage control. Yeah, that's kind of how it reads if you're just looking at the the words of what's right. been said. But, you know, that's uh, if it's true, that's disheartening on a lot of different levels. You know, the idea that someone is someone to management and someone else to coworkers or crew members who would in the power hierarchy of Hollywood be below Fred Savage. It's disheartening in this way. I get it. If a boss comes into a room, we're not going to be being as stupid as we would be if they left. That's a different level of comfort. Sure. But if it's a difference of personality and if respect is different and all of that, and it sounds like people were like, this was a tale of two Freds that. That's diff- That's a difficult person, whoever you are, Fred Savage or anybody. And if right. you work with anybody like this, you know, if there are two versions of that person, that's troubling. I even find on a much uh, less severe scale, just inconsistency from someone is a real red flag for me. Yeah. And it leaves me, I, I find that I have a lot of difficulty developing a relationship with that person because certainly not with ease. Because you're just always thinking, 
is this going to be a day where they're right. suddenly off or treat me different? I when they're work, unpredictable. Yeah. I worked with a guy years ago, years ago, who was so funny and gregarious and just talkative. Great, great storyteller, all this. And then every now and again, maybe once or twice a month, would just have a day where his communication with everyone was really snippy, was quick, was curt. You'd see him like, yeah. he would even like do nonverbal stuff, like not quite slamming his door, but kind of right. slamming his door, kind of <clears throat> stomping through. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we can't yeah. just all sit here and pretend that this is okay. Okay. Right. I actually know a lot of people like that. I feel like, I feel like we're pretty stable. That's how I feel. I, I really do. I feel like I almost always know what I'm going to get. Yeah. And I think you do, too. Yeah. I don't think I've Except ever seen... Except when I forget my nubby, and then I get mad. The nubby messes up anybody's day. But we never come in mad or... Slamming or doors or... Treating people poor. Look, we're not trying to prop ourselves up people. as some Yeah, angels. we are. Okay. <laughs> but that, the notion that someone would be, you know... Like, like Krabby over there. Oh, you this know? guy you is never good. Know he, what you're gonna he's get. our Fred Savage. Yeah. You got to walk on eggshells around this guy. <laughs> One minute, he's like, oh, I'm having so much fun. And I'm then the stuck. next minute, people he's like... Me. Right. Oh. Think about what Project Down and Dirty Film Festival is going to do to this guy. It's oh. just announced today. Can you even imagine? A real problem here is that, well, it's going to be video. And so we are all radio people. And now we will be on video for this year's Project Down and Dirty, September 28th to the 30th. Rocco, who is a voice known around the Twin Cities, will become a face known around the Twin Cities. And oh, wow. this, this could be my big break. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> for all be, of for us. us. Yeah. Oh, man. The event's going to be fun. But what yeah. it does to Rocco's. Ego. Mm-hmm. His poor wife. Yeah, I know. We oh. should get her on the horn. Yeah, like how many times <laughs> is he calling himself a lobster? Oh, at home. Is he wearing oh. the clompers? <laughs> no seafood allowed in the house anymore. Oh, God.